What is up, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to the Barry and Mac Show. Today, you're going to get to hear part two of our very first episode. If you haven't already, please make sure that you go leave us a five-star rating and review. Also, please follow us on all of our social medias. That's at the Barry and Mac Show. Damien's is at Dame That Dude. That's D-A-M-E-T-H-A-T-D-U-D-E. And mine is going to be at B Wise Fitness. That's at the letter B W I S E Fitness. Hope you all enjoy the, the show. Intangibles that make all the difference. And that kind of leads me in, into this because this is the thought that I've had, and and why I think it wasn't just that BV was was a good option. Uh, that Coach Venables was just a good candidate. It's that I think in this time, with what this program has needed. It, it, you almost couldn't choose anybody but him. I think they were left in a situation where, you know, man, experience and and knowing what it takes to get a certain result is so stinking important, especially when it comes to um, to sports. Like if you if you have not been a part of the process of somebody achieving something really, really. Um, really powerful or, or, or just a profound achievement. If you have not been a part of that process, seen it play out, watch the steps that it took to get. I mean, this is why mentorship is a thing. This is why internships are a thing. This is why, like, yes, you can you can learn the knowledge. Somebody can give you a, a the textbook on how to win, you know, college football playoff national championship. But until you've seen that process play out from start to finish, which when when Coach Stoops came to OU, you know, in 99, he had been a part of that process. He even though he was a defensive coordinator and wasn't the head guy, that's not being done in a vacuum. You see all of the things that are going on in that program. And sure, Spurrier probably ran his program differently than how Coach Stoops ran his program, but but you see these these commonalities, these things that like, oh, that works. Oh, that that's the expectation I need. Uh, yeah, I can't let this slide. This has to be important. And what Coach Venables brings from Clemson in, in just the the knowledge of doing things differently. You know, it seems that Clemson ran a different style of program that I would argue seemed pretty player friendly. You know, just because. Your your player your player friendly does not mean that you are you are lax or that you are I, soft. I like, agree. So the, seeing, I, I think he was not only a good option, but I don't I don't know if anybody would have been more right for the position and been able to also get in here, pull the donors in, pull the alumni in, pull like somebody who just obviously is very charismatic, which is what you need for for that role and like the good kind of charisma, the the honest charisma, the the right. kind that this is just who I am. When I go home, this is who I am. When I'm coaching, you know, young men, this is who I am. And I don't know if there could have been a better choice. I think it was divine intervention, brother. He, him coming home, him knowing the pedigree, him him being there for the inaugural uh, uh, season and Bob's tenure, him seeing the turnaround the first time, him going and getting new seasoning and, and being uh, a huge driving force in how Dab, Dabble Sweeney told, turned that program around. 
I, I think it was divine intervention for uh, for Coach BV to come back and be the head man. I'm excited um, as a fan, as an alumni, and and I'm just I'm just I I I have a quite optimistic um, mindset that we are going to surprise people this season. I, I firmly believe that this season we're going to have a big season. But be just just interested to know from you, what would you say? Let's say you're BV, you're Coach BV. What would be your three priorities that you would be focused on? Because because you know we're 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 70, 75 days till till a game. You know, these guys are going to be playing a game in the next two and a half months um, from your lens as a professional trainer. By the way, we, we haven't said this yet. Let me just say a sidebar. Uh, these last six weeks have been an amazing experience for me. I was uh, shaving my head this morning and I had to take my shirt off. And I got to tell you, it was it was a pleasant surprise. Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman has been putting together a customized plan for me. And it has me feeling 10 years younger and, and, and my energy levels are high. And my BMI is lower and my weight, and my waist and all those good things are I got pecs again. It's, it's feeling good. So Let's I go. salute and kudos to you, man. Uh, by the way, your workouts are hard. They're, they're hard. Okay. I push myself just sometimes it, it hurts. I just got to let people know that, but in all seriousness, um, what would you say are your three priorities that you, um, would have BV do if you were in his shoes? I think the first thing that, and I think he's done this. I think the first thing that you have to do when you, when you come into a situation like this, where, so I, I, I I spent a summer with a, a high school program here in uh, here in Tulsa, and did their their summer off season. Uh, they were a private school program, and they're a really good program um, in in their kind of in, in what they do. Not a big program, but they're a really good program. And almost not to say it's the same thing, but OU they're right on the cusp of playoff national championship. Yeah. So the, the first thing you have to do is, is come in and set the new expectation of, I know you guys have done a great job here, but as of now, the, the expectation is going to be even higher and you either, you know, meet us at this expectation or we're, we're driving, driving off without you. And I, I think priority number one was just to get in there, have a strong, firm voice, not have, because you saw this over the past couple seasons with players talking on social media, with how, and you haven't seen that this offseason, by the way. Just you haven't. Kind of side note. You're uh, right. Yeah. So you haven't seen that. And I think that goes to them having respect for who he is, maybe a little bit of healthy fear too. Right, because of what to expect, and obviously we'll go into the training stuff um, as the. Uh, and thank you so much, by the way. Uh, we'll, we'll go into <laughs> the you. training stuff as, uh, as you. you know as we get into new episodes. But um, I think physically, you had to change this team too. Like um, for those who, and I haven't said this yet, um, I'm relatively well known on rivals as Spacemon. Uh, don't know why I picked that name, uh, but, but I've done a handful of videos that just happened to get really good traction. And the biggest decline that you saw with OU football when it came to how the players were built 
was across the offensive and defensive line. And, and just regardless of how talented someone is. So like whenever you're recruiting, right. And Grant, I'm not a scout, but I, I do know what certain things look like. Um, and, and at the end of the day, sports are sports. It's running, jumping, throwing, moving laterally, like everything's the same. You just change the kind of ball you're using. Um, but everything's about the same when it comes to like recruiting, what you're looking at is, is how, how a guy's feet move. Like, does he know the game? Does he, if not, is he a kind of guy who's going to absorb and learn the game? You know, if, if that's an issue, maybe we, you know, pass, does this guy have power in his hands? Does he have the potential to have power in his hands? What does his frame look like? And at the high school level, those are, those are what you notice because, and those are what you need to take into account. And your objective is to get him into the program and you're going to change him and make him with your training, what you think he can be and say what you want about tactics. Um, Coach Jerry Schmidt was able to do that with a number of players. Some players, you know, we know the stories that he ran off and they never came back. But the ones who hung around, even the ones who maybe weren't even recruited at that elite level, those guys were able to mold, be molded into something that I don't even know if, if they knew they were going to be, but he saw what it could be. And the changes that needed to happen when it comes to strength, when it comes to balance, like the, just, I went back and look, looked at a game and, and just compared some, some video a while back and just the footwork, not of like one player, but of every player of the, the, the GT counter that, that Riley ran. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you go back and watch the 2015, 2016, which by the way, 2015 freshman Orlando Brown, right. Only, only just one, you know, off season with Schmitty, but you go and watch those seasons the way those guys come out of their stance, Boy. the way those guys come out of uh, the way those guys are able to flip their hips, you know, get get parallel to that line of scrimmage and turn up was it's staggering how slow footed things became the the more Coach Schmidt's imprint left that football team. Wow. Uh, I th- I think that was you know priority number one, and that's what I've heard. I'm obviously not in there, but I I knew from kind of stories and talking with folks that he works quite a bit with the offensive and defensive lines. That is something he takes a lot of pride in uh, being a part of their growth, and also I'll, I'll, it's that's a hard thing to train. Like it's it's really easy to go out there and get, you know, a a fast guy, you know, like yourself, um, a quick guy like yourself to go out there and, you know, may not like it, but doing hurdles, not necessarily a huge deal, you know, running hundreds, not necessarily a huge deal to get the, the offensive linemen guys who probably in high school, you know, I, I went to jinx and saw people in the, um, program over there. Like, you have some big guys who just, they were playing on Fridays, but when it came to practice and stuff, I wouldn't say they were able to dog it because Trimble didn't allow that, but the expectation just wasn't the same. They 100%. would go out there and maul people no matter what, but 
you get to a place like Oklahoma, you've got to, to figure it out or move on and getting not only just getting them to do it, but getting the buy-in for them to know why they need to do it is just so, so important and cannot be overstated. And, you know, said three, I think those are the, are the two most important things that have to happen for this team to, to move to that next level, because I think 2017 had it. I think the 2017 offensive line had what it took to probably win a national championship. And they, they had the nasty to them athletically. They just moved so, so well. Um, and the, what they did in the strength room translated so well to what they needed to do on, on the field and just hearing some of the stuff that would come out of the program in the past few years with like power clean numbers, bench press, and just things that a lot of people will say, you know, you don't power clean in a football game, but, but those kind of things, rarely do you see your best offensive lineman not able to go in there and he may not be the strongest guy in the room, but rarely is he the last guy in the room mm. like that it's almost there's almost always a correlation with who performs best in the in the weight room and who performs best on the field um there are exceptions but generally speaking you are going to if you're an excellent athlete and able to do those things you're going to do those things in both places and i think that expectation was what was missing. And I think lastly, it's getting the offense, defense, and special teams. And this kind of goes with the leadership all on the same page, like get, not having this us versus them. You're costing us the game. And I think this is undersold, but has such, it's so important to team chemistry that everybody is along for the same ride. I think that's really good analysis. And I, and I think that was an evident uh, issue in a, in a link run program. It was definitely, I'm the offensive guy and he would kind of let the defense go hanging in. And let's not even speak about special teams. Our special teams that were not very special aside from when we have a good kicker. Uh, I mean, we blocked punts. We, I think we blocked 11 punts my years at, or 11 kicks, punts and field goals. We took, I mean, we, we took 10 kicks and punts to the house in two years. Mm. I mean, JT was an All-American. By the way, he was the All-American returner too. the year. That 2000 season, he was the All-American kick returner in America as well. But JT took a ton back. Uh, Antoine Savage took two back. <sighs> Mark took one back. MC got him one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Mark Bradley, I mean, you know, back then you, you, you had guy Antonio Perkins came right after JT. Oh, yeah. and everyone knows AP, AP, who, by the way, he's our AP. We never called Adrian AP, he's AP. But <laughs> AP, Perk, Perk broke the record. I mean, you know, so we were known for that. And then all of a sudden we just, and I got guys on Rivals trying to tell me, I don't want to hear about the data, the stats. The stats say you're like, listen, man, football, there's five plays, bro. And 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 how 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 are we going to be doing if JT when when K State were in Manhattan and K State ties the game because they block a punt K State blocks our punt I think they even score they get to the six and they punch it in then suing kickoff JT takes it to the house mm. tell me that's not a game changing defense breaking momentum breaking play where that one play puts us back in a position where we're like okay guys things are going to work out you know and these guys want to argue me one hundred percent on stats and it's you said it you said it stats matter and analytics matter I'm an I'm a numbers guy I'm a finance guy. But there's a part of football where the 4440 guy, OU, 
has been on the wrong side of, I got better talent, but Kansas is kicking your ass on the plays that matters. Granted, we're not UT and we don't get beat at home and and let them score 59 against us. But in the same vein, we should never, Kansas should never be able to be on the, in the same field with us. By the way, I just checked. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but bottom of the eighth uh, college world series soon is up five to one, baby. We, 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 beat, a, so we beat A&M and m yeah. then commits to take Texas out for us. And now we've beaten that ass again. And so I think we win this game. They go home and we're in the championship game. Let's go. And I was thinking both softball and baseball. I believe I heard this the other day. They've never won championships in the same. There's never been a school win in both in the same year. I think we only have one. I think OU has won in like the recent baseball history. I think we've got some. But I think I'm pretty sure we won one in either 90 or 94. It was was before I got to OU. But our guys are cooking, brother. They 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 handling business and they're winning five to one, bottom of the eighth. Uh, I think we're three outs away, man. Let's go. Let's go. Three outs away from the win. Let's go. But the ninth, we're so we're pitching because if it was if, if if we weren't pitching, the game would already be over. So we're three outs away from playing for the championship. After we just dominated in softball, our kids, our guys will be playing for the championship in baseball. Oh my god, it's the, the softball program at Oklahoma. It's I, I train. There's a softball player specifically that I work with who goes to a, a, a Division two school in Arkansas, and the the respect that they the OU softball program has from other players and other schools for what they do and what have what they've been able to do the reason why people are wanting to transfer into the program is because of the respect and the process that that coach Gasso has put in there um, and knowing that when I go to that program one I'm going to be able to win a championship but two <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a better player. I'm going to maximize who I am. Like the, the, it's such a, a, a process journey driven program that the, the players, you know, the, and we, we talk of joke about it all the time. It's just how much she would love to be able to play at a program like that. But the expectation is so high. Like it's few and far between who get that opportunity yeah. there, you know? Um, and then, Kind of to circle back on your special teams thing, just just real quick. You you said it in that you know Thatcher changing the game in Kansas State. You know what Antonio Perkins did against UCLA back in 03 or 04. 03. Um, 03, Yep. And then it's not even the It's tough because the analytics, if you're going to go by them, do say Don't take a knee. Yeah, yeah, but. But the mindset of what a team needs to win says you got to pick your spots more often and you got to take those back because what that does from a momentum standpoint, like is is the loss of five yards, especially if you're in a dogfight, to maybe swing the game and steal the momentum for the rest of the second half. Listen, here's here's where I here's my line. You don't have a guy who can protect the ball. I get it. And by the way, that that's really what happened. So Bob went into that. Uh, by the way, I don't have insider information on this, but I just I know the Bob's tubes I played for, and Bob loves special teams. Bob coached most of the special teams, right? So I, I, I'm just going off my own uh, experience. Bob wanted to return every punt if he could. Bob wants to return every kick if he could. Clearly, the the rules changed right ten years later, where you get the ball. 
25. You can take a knee anywhere and whatever, whatever, right? Safety rules happen. I got it. But like you said, there is a uh, mentality around taking something versus hoping you get something. And football mm-hmm. is a take game. Football is not a get game. You got to go take it, right? And so um, if you're in a scenario where I know after Jalen Saunders left, there was about two years where Bob couldn't, he, he couldn't consistently get his guys to catch the ball without muffing punts and, and things of that nature. Hey, I get it. Sterling Shepard, go back there, catch the ball. I just want to make sure we we, we complete the, the, the transfer of the possession. But I mean, you got some of the best. I mean, you got Hollywood Brown, you got CD Lamb. I mean, you got some, you got Joe. By the way, Joe Mixon's from my from where I'm from. My high school played his high school for the championship in 13, I, I, his sophomore year. And I was hearing about the kid way before he was going to OU. And he, 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 I had a record. I, I took seven punts back my junior year. A kid from Matterday broke it like 11 years later. And then Joe Mixon broke it, right? Joe Mixon broke wow. that kid's record. Joe was a, Joe was ridiculous. He was ridiculous. And so you've got these guys who are like Pro Bowl caliber players in the league. And you are catching a punt against Tech, against, you know what I'm saying, K-State. Like, no, you, you got to go put these boys away. These are the plays that let them know they don't belong on the field with you. These are the plays that makes it very clear to them that stars matter. Stars in the sense of recruiting stars and stars in the sense of when they come on the field and see your name on the back of your jersey. It matters. And when you play passive and when you play timid and when you play not to lose and essentially like you you spoke of, you're just going to rest all your laurels on offense. Have one bad day on offense. OU versus Iowa State. Have one bad day on offense. OU versus K-State. Pick it 2021, 20, 20 or, or 19 or 20, whichever one you want to pick, right? Like your offense doesn't show up. And, and, and for whatever reason, you have a funky day. Now your defense doesn't have right a mentality to be like, oh, we can go take it. Now your special teams units are just like going through the motions because on those other games, they what went through the motions. It, it goes back to what you said about BV's third third deal. Coach coaches, their deal is they got to unify that team. I get it. The analytics say don't return every kick, don't return every puck. Cool. But there are key moments where you got to take something from the other team. And, and when you do, it hurts. It hurts. And, and, and that has a huge impact on the game. So I, I, I know Coach BV is going to bring that impose your will mentality back to OU. I mean, he he was very clear. He said it without saying it when he hired Coach Schmidt. <laughs> when you hire Coach Schmidt, you don't bring Coach Schmidt back in to, to, to create a tea party or to, uh, you know, to do yoga. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way. By the way, I know I'm probably going to get, did you see that video of what USC is doing in their summer workouts? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So much. And I will just put the opinion out there now. So I was, I was going to, this will be real quick. Um, I, I, st- I stand with like, the, this is like one of those th- scenarios where you can go in a different, you go to like the a bordering state and where you can like stand in all two or three states at once kind of deal. I get what they're doing because. Oh, but just one, just, just, just final word, Oklahoma 151. We're going to. Oh, jam. let's go. <laughs> all right. Strong. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I oh, you're good, to man. No, yeah, that's yeah. good. The inaugural pod. Oh, you winning chips and the pod winning chips. Let's go. Um, I, I get what they're doing and 
I've actually had conversations with people about what they're doing and the, the previous strength staff, now the strength staff at USC. And it makes sense in some scenarios, but when it comes to training a football team, you have to set your priorities for an off season. And generally the, the number one priority for a team is to be as strong as you possibly can and to be able to generate as much power as you possibly can. And I know this just from practical application of training people. When you have someone who, you know, comes in who, who let's say they need to put on some weight, you can work the finer details of movement. You can work shin angle. You know, um, a, a lot of the concepts they're, they're doing are like the, um, how the foot contacts the ground. They're doing some stuff with sprint mechanics, just kind of enhancing the way you move. But what they're doing, I think, think the analogy I put out there is instead of just trying to build, you know, uh, let's pick random muscle car, instead of just trying to build a Mustang, when you work on that stuff, it's almost like you're just trying to soup up a Honda, right? Be you haven't maximized the engine yet, right? And that, that engine is built on strength and power. Once you're there, then you can work on those, the, the finer details of movement. Um, with athletes who struggle with coordination, with athletes who, you know, I see it all the time, who need to work on actual mechanics of movement, right? Moving laterally, going forward, doing back pedals, all this stuff. Um, there is a place for doing all of this ballistic work, which is what they're doing. They're doing, but Schmitty also does those things, but they're done in a way that is football centered. You don't realize that it's that way and that there's a purpose and it might be one spot in a workout. That's maybe a little two minute spot. And then you're doing something else yeah. before the end of that day. Cause I've seen and kind of been privy to know what they do in the warmups and what they do in the warmups is a lot of sprint mechanics stuff. It's a lot of getting the foot warmed up, getting the hamstrings warmed up um, and then having a high expectation of how you do those things. But when you go into the rest of the session, right? The rest of that training session, your goal is to get stronger, faster, and more powerful, Right. The, the details of how you move matter and injury prevention matters, but I'll tell you right now, the, the Clemsons and the Alabamas and the LSUs with, with, with Moffitt um, and then the guy who was at Alabama, um, Cochran, those guys are running more of a Schmitty program than they are running a Wiley program. Like I will just say it. What they're doing and then also this goes into mindset, right? Be, because the strength coach has such a, an imprint on that program, because he's around those players so much, the mindset of the, of the strength coach carries into the mindset of the football team. Yeah. And if you don't force guys to do things hard, and we'll get to this at a later day, if you don't force guys to say, here's the weight we're lifting today, you either just do it or don't do it. We're, we're not lowering it for you right <laughs> here's, here's the expectation right like the, the that mindset man that translates to a game 
you go into a game and you're down, you know, two touchdowns and there's six minutes left in the fourth quarter. You're like, this is nothing. I know that I can do this because I picked that bar up in the off season. Like it translates so well, just learning how to navigate doing hard stuff. It, it is important to not just in football, but every sport in life and all, all that good stuff. But when it comes to those workouts, man, I was, I get it to kind of circle back. What they're doing isn't wrong from a training sense. I just don't know if it's optimal or going to build a championship football team. I will, I will put it that way. You brought back, uh, you brought back some sweet memories and some and some bad nightmares. I, I, here's what I'll tell you: as we have this conversation, somebody in Norman, Oklahoma, is throwing up, crying, or or, or bleeding. And and by the way, God rest that young man's soul because he's gonna be ready to play ball come August. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, man, uh, speaking of, we we're talking early just with the strength program, with special teams, all about taking it right and just kind of owning it. We're going to open up this inaugural episode uh, talking about the guys who get to take the football from the quarterback, uh, your position. So in each episode, kind of leading up to season, we are going to break down position groups, allow Mackie to to give his insight on this stuff. And today I proposed this to him. I said, let's talk about the receivers, because I also think that's one of the more interesting positions to look at. Obviously, the line of scrimmage is going to be important, but the receivers and how they've performed, I would say the past couple of years, it's going to be telling where this program is by by how they go out this year, that group and um, and and perform. Obviously, you're bringing Mims back. You're bringing Weiss is finally going to be healthy. Um, you've brought in a few young guys. Drake Stoops is obviously there. Um, you know, insert all the cliches. Um, and then you've got Trevon West and then J- young guy, Jaden Gibson. And then one of the more interesting ones who I thought was such a, such an interesting thing that he didn't leave, um, with Jalil Farouk. Yeah. So just like your bird's eye view first of the, of the receiving core, uh, for this year. I mean, we got enough pieces returning, um, to, 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 to be dangerous. Mims obviously is an explosive guy. I love Drake. Drake reminds me of, uh, um, he, he plays again the way I did. I obviously I was a five eleven whatever, but he, he, I, I like the way he plays the game. Um, he plays the game with physical, he, 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 he maximizes what he, what he can bring to the table. By the way, I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to Drake. I just like his mentality. I, I listen, I coached against Weiss in high school. Uh, he was at Allen high when we were at Cedar Hill and, and, and I mean, he was a man amongst boys there. We actually, we actually did well against him. I, I have a high standard for him. My expectation is he better come out and play ball. I'm tired of him pussyfoot. And I want to see him go out and be the five-star that he was, um, in his recruiting process, I love Farouk. I think Farouk's going to be the next. Um, I, I we'll see if the light bulb goes on this year, but he has the makeup to be uh, a, a dude. Um, and and I like I like the way Levy um, interacts with his receivers. I, I, I'm looking forward to more of a vertical um, game plan. I'm looking forward. Oh God, I can't wait to see us in a position where Link would kill me. Link's a genius on offense, but he would kill me when we would have a pre-snap matchup and he just wouldn't go to it. He'd want to run his stuff. 
Oh, kills me. Mm. Go watch the SEC and go watch Georgia does it more than Bama even, but go watch those guys. They'll be in whatever they're in and they see the matchup they want. They scrap that. Everybody else go do, you know, whatever. We're, we're taking advantage of this. And so I'm looking forward because, by the way, Levy does it. He did that at LSU. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to that manifestation. Uh, I said I said LSU. I meant to say Ole Miss, but um, I, 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 you know, I'm consciously optimistic. I don't think they're on the caliber of the 04 team. Which, by the way, the 04 Oklahoma team is the best team to never win a championship. I'll argue anybody, anybody. Let's argue they're the best team in Oklahoma history to never win a championship. It's the 04 team. Um, but this 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 receiving core is not on the 19 ish with, with Hollywood and CeeDee Lamb and those guys either. Uh, but they've got they've got a chance to be really good. I, I look forward to them, you know, obviously working with Gundy uh, and, and those guys and getting prepared to to go out and 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 shock some people and show that you know Oklahoma's offensive prowess was not just Lincoln Riley. Uh, there were a lot of other guys who who made this thing run, and I, and I think it's going to continue to run. What do you think happened with Mims last year? What, what do you um, think the issue was? You know, it, it's speculation. I, I, there isn't anything I can say definitively except to say I don't know if his what his attitude was like in practice. I don't know what how long Lincoln Riley was checked out. I don't know. You know, the reason I say practice is I don't know if he practices as hard as he played. I don't know. Right. Sure. I just don't know. And so I don't know. You know, to me, there was just a lot of leaf, uh, meat left on the bone in a sense of we just got to find ways to give him the ball. That's why I loved ROC. If I had a hot game, Leach was saying we just gotta get we'll 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 shovel it to him, we'll quick screen it to him, we'll bubble screen it to him, whatever. Like we just want to give the ball to the guy who's hot. And I feel like the last two years, Lincoln went away from that. Um, but with Mims especially, I'm gonna be paying close attention to his route running in the intermediate and, and quick game. Because he's a guy, you you run any type of action, and he has the ability to split the defense, run away from a corner, run through zones. Oh, he's gonna kill you! That I mean, he kills you. He'll kill you. I'm gonna be paying close attention to what his quick game mechanics look like, what his intermediate route mechanics look like, which means you got to get DBs out of their hips in order to get separation. And so, um, I don't know. It's gonna be fun. We'll see. I don't think Link took advantage of his attributes as much as he could have, but. I also probably assume there were also some other things happening behind the scenes that we just don't know about. Sure. I mean, I, I look at him and watch him play and, and go back to how Alabama would use a guy like Amari Cooper um, back a few years. And you just, you never, here's one thing that always puzzled me um, w- w- with Riley was, Obviously, his use of kind of that H-back position was was really, really good. Um, and in big games, he it almost felt it felt like he defaulted to that so much that I, I think for one, you would kind of lose your receivers at times. Yeah, you know, you, you could probably speak to this, but you know, playing receiver, when you're out there running routes and running routes and running routes and blocking, and that ball just keeps not coming to you mentally the, the, as we said before, football's not played in a vacuum mentally, it impacts you. And you wonder how you get all in these, and not to say that it wasn't effective against Ohio state, the way they use flowers back in 2017 was, yep. was great. Masterful, masterful. But you've also had matchups in games 
where, where a guy like Mims or a guy like Weiss was just dogging a guy all game long. And you wouldn't make sure you got that ball there. The only guy you ever really saw him do that with was, was Lamb. And honestly, I think that was because they weren't developing guys behind him like they should have. Well, and remember, Lamb played with Baker Mayfield and with Kyler Murray. Yeah. You know, that that makes all the difference in the world when, when you know, the majority of your career, you've got two of the all-time greats. And by the way, those guys uh, made a lot of stuff happen on their own natural talents over and beyond just the, you know, pre-snap X's and O's. Those guys made it happen between their ears and with their God-given talents over and beyond Link. Link can't take all that credit. And by the way, CeeDee Lamb just happened to be a pretty damn good player in his damn self. So, you know what I mean? It's easy to win. Listen, it's easy for Bama to win when they got the goods, which is why we need the goods. We need to make sure we continue to get the goods. Absolutely. So here's here's the last thing I'll I'll pose to you, uh, and then we'll move move on for today. Um, Great, great, great conversation. Um, Riley, do you have any opinion on when things started to happen and what the timeline was? Because he's been, you know, even more out in the press now doing interviews, really harking back to this. It happened right after the OSU game and it wasn't even on the radar. What is Damian Mackey's take on wh- wh- how that all went down? Do, or do you even have one here? Well, here's what I'll say. <clears throat> speculation, speculation. But I mean the fruits of your labor is your actual harvest. And so we saw Spencer Rattler play as a freshman and progress. That's why we were all excited. That's why OU was a preseason top three perennial, you know, championship contender. And a lot of returning starters, the old line was all coming back. Right. I mean, you've got, you've got a lot of, pieces to work with the defense is turning around right it, it was looking like Grinch and those guys were turning the corner and the defense was playing more uh, aggressively and, and and tackling in space from Tulane till Oklahoma State that team was a shell of the team the season prior so without speculating if you were to ask me was Lincoln Riley 100% motivated in September? I would have, I'd say no, because right. We, we, we played too late. I'm like, damn, maybe they're just good. Like they, they were kind of kicking ass and they were, you know what I'm saying? At, on our field, which by the way, we may lose if they don't have that issue in, in, uh, in Louisiana. Cause we're supposed to play them in, on their field. And of yeah. course the weather makes them come to Norman. By the way, we should have wore white. Uh, I was trying to get them to wear white, but anyway, another story. I wanted that too. I saw, I, I was, I was white. at that game and I wanted us to wear white, man. man. I wanted us to wear white, uh, but I know that was the but, move. Uh, <laughs> wear white. And by the way, I was hearing the rumor that we were going to, but the rumor was incorrect, but, but, but to, to the point, they went on to be like three and eight or two and nine. That was not a good team that we found a way to win in the last second and that we let guys run wide open. And then they literally ran through arm tackles and, and picked up fourth and eights and this and that and the other. So here, here, if, if you tell, if I, if you ask me, was Lincoln a hundred percent in? No, maybe he was 99%, but here's the problem with football at that level. If you're not 100% bought in on any given Saturday, you can lose. And so if you would ask me, is there a day or a week, you know, they, we, they talk about the, the the week before Baylor where we had to, 
you know, he had the thing where he had to leave for a day. Dude, they, I was at the, the West Virginia game and we played terrible. I was at the Texas Tech game when we did our 20 year reunion for our national championship. And Caleb basically had the Superman stuff. He like Caleb was making it happen on his own. It wasn't anything that Link was drawn up that was just killing it. And so I believe after last season, he was his ears and eyes were open to something other than OU because his language, he, he consistently says, and, and to me, it's such a freaking beta language is now I'm at a place where we can like you making excuses about your first gig at Oklahoma when you were blessed with Baker Mayfield. And then you got Kyler Murray and oh. that old line that all went to the league. And then you had all American receivers and you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you didn't, you, it ain't like you built it from scraps and we was blue collar, you know, university, like, bro, you got cushed into a perfect situation. Now you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go win with your own ingredients and your own players. So it'd be interesting. Oregon's coming up, Utah's coming up, UCLA ain't going nowhere. So he go, he gonna have to play ball. But, but Mac, hot take right here. I will. Uh, I'm gonna stand by this. I've looked at their schedule a bunch of times, especially. I think they got a, some interesting non-conference games. I think they're gonna be. They might lose six games this year. <laughs> you want to hear my assessment? Yeah. Go I for don't it. give a damn until you even worry about their asses. Listen, Lincoln Riley will never <laughs> win. Lincoln Raleigh will never win like he won in Oklahoma. That no. that's what I believe. Ooh. That's what I believe. Yeah. And he'll be an afterthought, and his claim to fame will be what he did in Crimson and Cream. And when he got his own ingredients, he will have a McDonald's caliber menu. That that's 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 the way I see it. You know what will not be an afterthought is the Barry and Max show. <laughs> Say we, that. We, let's go. So we appreciate everybody for listening today. We're going to turn it in today. Uh, fantastic conversation. We hope you uh, that you guys all, uh, guys and gals, got to watch my collectives there, uh, all tune in uh, every week. We're going to try and drop one of these uh, for your listening pleasure. Um Please definitely. So we're going to be available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, um, possibly working on some other stuff, but that's going to be where we're at right now. Um, also want to give a shout out to someone who designed our graphic that came out looking so good that you guys will see when this pod goes up, uh, Love it. go, uh, follow her on Twitter. I believe it is, a. Uh, Deja Nintendo, Deja underscore Nintendo. Um, but go follow her, check her workout. Uh, did a fantastic job just on the whole thing. And but we're going to be available iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Um, make sure to rate us all the five star stuff. Uh, do not let that go by. Do not listen without doing that. That is the only thing we ask because it helps out so much. Get this thing traction, share it on Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, Damien, you got anything for the people? Hey man, I'm just excited. Let's, let's have this conversation, man. Sooner, sooner red runs through my veins. I, I'm sooner bred and I don't plan on dying anytime soon, but I will be sooner dead. Uh, we're going to have an honest conversation. We're going to keep it trill. We're going to talk um, from an emotional standpoint, we're going to get technical with the X's and O's. We're going to look at data and analytics, and we're going to let you guys know, man, this is how we're feeling about the program. This is how we're feeling about the university. Uh, but one thing we're going to damn sure do for show is we're going to continue to kick some ass. That's for sure.